Canada's spy agency has admitted that its anti-terrorist arm was monitoring parental rights activists and even compared concerned parents to neo-Nazis. After Freedom Convoy organizers launched a landmark lawsuit against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Conservative leader Pierre Poilievre said he hopes to see court uphold the rights of Canadians. Environment Canada's own data shows that the Liberal government's fertilizer emission reduction will result in a zero net change in emissions by the target year of 2030. Hello Canada, it's Friday, February 16th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia. And I'm Isaac Lamaru. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Canada's top intelligence agency admitted it is closely monitoring the activities of activists and groups associated with the parents' rights movement, particularly those opposing radical gender ideology. Recent reports from CBC shed light on a document from the Integrated Terrorism Assessment Centre responsible for preventing terrorist activities in Canada. The report lumped together the freedom movement with extremist groups like neo-Nazis and QAnon. Anti-2S LGBTQI plus narratives remain a common theme in violent rhetoric espoused by white nationalists, neo-Nazis, the freedom movement, and networks such as Diagalon and QAnon, the report reads. Despite the focus on monitoring such rhetoric, there was no mention in the report by CSIS regarding the violence often faced by those protesting against gender ideology. Instances of physical attacks and intimidation against parents' rights protesters have been documented, including an incident involving teenage activist Josh Alexander in Calgary. A video circulating on social media at the time showed Alexander being surrounded and assaulted by a group of LGBTQ activists leading to his arrest by Calgary Police Services. According to Alexander, he was told that charges were pressed against his assailants. Similarly, the Vancouver Police Department is investigating alleged assaults during a trans visibility rally where Canadian parental rights activist Chris Elston, who is more commonly known as Billboard Chris, was violently confronted by a trans activist. Isaac, I think this is really outrageous and and troubling that the top intelligence agency in this country is monitoring the opinions of parents who are quite frankly, just upset with what's going on in schools. They have legitimate reasons to be concerned. So, Isaac, since when were Canadian parents a threat to this country? Does CSIS not have anything better to do? What about the ongoing cases of foreign influence campaigns or Islamist terrorists? Yeah, Cosman, I agree with you that parents do have the right to be concerned. And and I was just thinking hypothetically, if a government or organization wanted to weaken people to their knees so that they could exercise control over them, taking away parental rights would probably be a good place to start. Look, at the end of the day, many laws are built around protecting children from age-restricted driving to drinking and others. It's to let kids be kids. But some people, especially concerning the recent gender ideology debates we've seen most recently in Alberta, 
think that children should have absolute control. In general, I'd say that adults know more through their lived experiences and, and their wisdom acquired than children do, and the adults should use these learned lessons to protect children. In Alberta, we've seen people trying to allow children to have the ability and decision-making power of life-altering surgeries and gender changes that they may live to regret. Children's bodies and minds are evolving so quickly and rapidly that they may not know what they want in the future. I, I believe that adults should protect children, and there's already ample anecdotal evidence of children that made the decision of having life-altering surgery and would live to regret it. But gender ideology aside, I, I feel that the CSIS should have better things to do, maybe finding ways to strengthen our democracy and protect our elections from foreign influence would be a, a better place to focus their attention. Conservative leader Pierre Poilievre said that he hopes courts will uphold the Charter of Rights and Freedoms regarding Canadians who had their constitutional rights violated for participating in the Freedom Convoy protest in 2022. The almost three-week protest was in response to the federal government's COVID-19 mandates and travel restrictions. Last month, the federal court ruled that the Emergencies Act measures invoked by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau were unconstitutional and unreasonable based on a judicial review launched by the Canadian Constitution Foundation. The ruling prompted several of the demonstration's organizers, including Tamara Leach, Chris Barber, Tom Morazzo, and Danny Bulford, to sue the Trudeau government for damages. Polievre held a press conference in Point Claire, Quebec, Thursday to address Canada's housing crisis. Once the floor was open to questions from reporters, True North asked Poilievre what recourse Canadians should have going forward if they had their rights violated by the government. The opposition leader went on to say that his administration would take the opposite approach if elected. Gwyn Patrick, True North. Uh, several people involved in the Freedom Convoy two years ago are suing the federal government now that the federal court has found the Emergency Act to be unconstitutional. What recourse do you think should be available to people who had their bank accounts frozen or otherwise had their constitutional rights infringed by the government? Well, the court should decide that, and I hope the Charter of Rights is upheld. Justin Trudeau divided the country. He provoked the crisis. He's now been found to have violated the Constitution. He did it without any scientific evidence. It was another example of how Justin Trudeau has only two principles. One is that the government should control everybody, and two, that he should control the government. The only way he keeps this control, in, in light of the misery that he has unleashed, doubling housing costs, quadrupling carbon taxes, is by cracking down on the population and dividing people against each other. I will do the exact opposite. I will empower the people from the bottom up. I will unite for freedom rather than dividing to conquer. Thank you. Cosman, if the Supreme Court upholds the federal court's ruling and this lawsuit drags out past Justin Trudeau's term, there's a possibility Poilievre would lead a government which would have to litigate these matters. This would pose conservatives some difficulties since they were supportive of the Freedom Convoy. Do you expect Poilievre to stick to this position if he became prime minister? Well, yeah, Isaac, that's a good question because I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, a lot of this litigation, not only concerning the Emergencies Act, but also all of the measures adopted by the Trudeau government during the pandemic, the restrictions, the mandates, all of those court challenges, there's a likelihood they're going to get passed down to the next government. And so now Poliev, if he becomes prime minister, will be put in a position where he has to make a decision on whether to settle or, or to continue litigating these things. And 
I, I honestly think it will be a problem for him because a lot of people who support him currently are opposed to a lot of the mandates. So to see a conservative government that claims to uphold the principles of freedom to continue litigating these things, it'll be it'll be very difficult. And then the other option is if they settle, that's also going to cause uh, a lot of problems for them. Uh, just from the optics that they're just settling all of these cases outside of court. So yeah, it, it will be a sticky situation, but there is also just the potential that this lawsuit will be uh, finished before the election season. The Liberal government's fertilizer emission reduction target will lead to zero net change in emissions by the year 2030. Environment Canada's recently published Greenhouse Gas and Air Pollutant Emissions Projection 2023 report has raised eyebrows regarding the effectiveness of certain federal government climate policies, particularly in the agriculture sector. Despite the implementation of the federal government's goal to reduce fertilizer emissions, Ottawa's projections suggest that there will be no net reduction in emissions by the goal year. The key focus lies in the additional measures scenario, which encompasses the Liberal government's target to slash fertilizer emissions by 30% below 2020 levels by the end of this decade. A deeper dive into the data reveals an inconvenient reality for the federal liberals. That is, the projected emissions for 2030 under this scenario remain stagnant at 48 million metric tons of CO2, the same level historically recorded in 2020. This prompted inquiries from True North to Environment Canada seeking clarification on the apparent lack of progress despite the government touting the so-called effectiveness of agriculture emission reduction targets. Samuel LaFontaine, a spokesperson for Environment Canada, defended the projections, asserting that while the absolute emissions remain the same, he insisted there was a 4 million metric ton reduction in carbon dioxide when compared to an alternative scenario. Essentially, the federal government attributed a 4 metric ton reduction to the difference between two of its contrived models and not the historical 2020 emissions on which the fertilizer target is based. When True North attempted to request further clarification on why the data showed a 0% reduction in emissions by the year 2030, under the scenario which includes the fertilizer target, Environment Canada did not respond further. So Isaac, this actually confirms a lot of what some agriculture groups and farming groups have been saying all along, that the federal government's fertilizer emission target will have virtually no impact on the climate. It, it will have a negligible reduction in emissions globally and in Canada. It was actually in 2022 that an agrologist and founder and CEO of AgVisor Pro, Robert Sake, told the Environment Committee in the House of Commons that the federal reduction target would result in a 0.0028% reduction in global greenhouse gases. So virtually negligible. It's not going to change anything. So then why does the federal government seek to pursue these policies so aggressively, Isaac, if, if their own data is disputing their, you know, 
is disputing the impact. Osman, in, in my opinion, one thing that this federal government has shown time and time again is that it is unable to admit defeat. And I, I think that that shows that federal government might even lack humility. In my opinion, the liberal government contains some dogmatic ideologues. One example that stands out to me is when I was at the Tucker Carlson show recently in Edmonton. One of the speakers at the show said that he had experience working with Christian Freeland and gave a few anecdotes showing that she really believes her opinions are, are truth above all reason and that, that, and that she can do no wrong. I've seen Trudeau, Guibault, and other members of the Liberal Party behave similarly, and, and we wonder why there's a lack of accountability within this federal government. It's not a surprise to me that this policy is the same old story. A short-sighted ideologue might see it as beneficial, but data reveals the opposite. It's the same story with the carbon tax. It doesn't reduce emissions. In fact, it, it makes everyone poorer, which other data would suggest actually increases their carbon footprint as opposed to decreasing it, considering that poor people do not have the luxury of being eco-conscious. They're more concerned about how they're going to get their next meal or keep a roof above their head. And, and unfortunately, Cosman, I feel that so many Canadians are, are fitting into this category today. Do you think that this federal government will ever hold themselves accountable? And is there anything that people can do to help them find some humility? No, absolutely not. And even in the case where the courts ruled that they overstep, we saw this with uh, the recent ruling on their environmental emissions plan. And yet the liberals paraded that as a win. They continued to barrel ahead with their plans. So it, it seems like they think they're invincible. They think they can wallop Canadians with whatever contrived climate policy they come up with, where where it looks good sometimes on paper. In this case, clearly it doesn't because their projections show a 0% reduction in emissions. But yeah, they're going to continue regardless. And as you said, it is an ideological motive. But I also suspect they they see themselves as, you know, saviors of the planet. That's it for today, folks. Make sure to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.